Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 EN podcast. This is podcast number 74, sporting the Ruben Amorim look, as you guys see, my new hero. And I'm joined by my two favorite guests, as, as always, my two favorite cohorts, I should say. Starting off with my man, Steph. Steph, how you doing, bro? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, uh, a bit disappointed with the last result against Mure Dance. Uh, but and we'll talk about it. But uh, let's let's remind everyone: Wood Dance hadn't lost for eleven games. With this game, it, it's actually a stretch, a little stretch of twelve games without losing. So a very tough opponent. But we'll we'll dissect it and talk more about it. Agreed, agreed. We're also joined by my other co-host, Christian. Christian, how you doing, bro? I'm doing all right. Um, back to earth a little bit. Um, Benfica, obviously, back to winning ways. We dropped points. The fucking unlikely dream is probably over now, but it was a fun couple weeks. But yeah, um, back to reality a little bit, um, which isn't a bad thing. But let's uh, let's enjoy those past couple weeks for what they were. You know, that was like that was the funnest I've had. What like almost at least a, a year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was good, but uh, yeah, a lot of work to be done. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Before we uh, we rain on everyone's parade, let's let's bring it back a few day, a few days ago, maybe a week ago now, to um, to the Gil Vicente game where we beat Gil Vicente two one at home. Of course, we had Luis Maximiliano in net, Eduard Kuresma, Sebastian Coats, and Christian Borja at the back, Kristovski, Nuno Menj on the wings, Wendel and Mateusz Nunes um, in the midfield with Gonzalo Plata, um, Sporar, and Camacho up top uh, with substitutions of, of course, um, Adrissa Dumbia, Joelson Fernandes coming in for the last four or five minutes, uh, and Bataglia. Uh, yeah, those are the three substitutions. There's only three substitutions that game. Also, thank you, Johnny Buckets in the comments. Thank you, bro. New York's finest, of course. Got to always mention it. Uh, Steph, I'll pass it off to you first. Uh, what do you remember of this game, and, and what were your thoughts on this 2-1 on this win? Um, well, I, I do remember the game clearly because I did watch it and uh, the, the whole game. Um, I was actually off that day. And um, we dominated the, the whole game. We I never felt that Sporting was about to to let it slip or, or let uh, Gilles Vicente tie the game. I mean, they scored towards the end a careless PK from, uh, of course, Dumbia, which we all agree, mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Sporting Universe, and that's uh, everybody even though we very, very divided. Everyone agrees, the vast majority, I would say 90% agrees that uh, Dumbi is not a player for Sporting. Uh, he comes in into the pits and right away he, he makes that grotesque P PK. It's a PK. There's no there's no way around it. And But before that, Sporting was not dominating. Zilvicent, Zilvicent, uh, they never really caused any problems to... Uh, uh, Luis Maximiano, uh, they, they they were a very organized team. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't I didn't find them like uh, provoking us or causing a lot of danger in in, in our box. So the two zero um, was until the very end. It could have been three zero, even four zero. We missed some clear chances of goal. Um, good performance, good solid performance by by our players. Um, again, by Quaresma, he, he was solid. Matus Nunes a little bit better. 
He's getting uh, better chemistry, gelling better with Wendell. Uh, Gonzalo Plata was the man of uh, the game. He didn't. He, he had an excellent game. Sporad, I still say you need to give him some good looks. Uh, ele é um ponta de lança de raiz. He's a good ponta de lança. But if you don't give him the go- those good looks, then he's not going to score like any any striker. Um, so, um, you know, to, to sum it up, great game, great solid game by Sporting. Very excited about the youth we have, uh, how uh, Mourinho is developing them. But I do recognize that we do need to buy, I would say, no more than three good players. We need to buy three veteran players, uh, some players that will bring some more experience to our youth to be team leaders uh, in the different sectors. We have a great leader in, in the defense, which is Quats. Even Neto is, is a great veteran. Um, at midfield, I would say Wendell at this point is, is the leader. Uh, and then Andres Porat is the, the leader, obviously, because he's the oldest one and brings more experience up front in that sector. But we do we do need more experience, um, and um, I, I think in the in the market that after this season, after the, these last four games, now we have only four games left. I think we need to go shopping, and we'll talk about it in a little while about that. But great win, great solid win against Vicente, two one at home. Yeah, agreed. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I felt like the game was never really um, in doubt. The Juventus did have a couple chances. Um, they had they actually they scored twice. Both were offside. One was in the first minute. The second one was like in the thirtieth minute. The second one was a bit closer and more in like the run of play. Um, but yeah, it just like we were in, we were basically just cruising. Um, I felt like, and it was you know we were we were in great form. We were rolling. Uh, unfortunately, it must be said, Ruben Rubedo did score against us, which is an embarrassing thing that happened. Um, it was a PK, but it still happened, which sucks. And he actually didn't play that bad either, I hate to admit, which also sucks. But the important thing is we did get the result. Um, but they, they do look like they are their safe, side note. But, yeah, I mean, overall, the game was great. And then uh, the second half, um, it felt like we could have probably scored the second goal in the first half, but it came pretty early in the second half, and then uh, pretty much just cruise control from there. They had a couple chances. They, they peaked in the first half for sure, um, and then we just killed them off in the second half. Dumbia Dumbia's right at the end to give them a little bit of hope, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I mean, miles better than, uh, than, than yesterday for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I even, uh, I don't know, like, has to be also mentioned, Plata, in terms of the stat sheet, had probably one of his best games in the Spartan shirt, assist, and then a goal. Um, but he was pretty bad. I didn't I mean, like he had it some t- good moments. Even, yeah, his, like said, even his assist, it was just like he dribbled, mistouched it, hit the defender's foot, and just ricocheted right back and to him, and he kept going. So, I mean, I'm, well, I'm glad he took the guy on and, and such, but, like, it wasn't. It wasn't his best piece of skill. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. I like the intent. I like the drive that he may give, but I don't like his final product is is missing. Not to only mention, I believe it was just towards the end of the first half. Um, he was basically through on goal, 
and this fucking this, oh this my guy God. decides to sort of back heel it back when you're like through. Yeah. Not even close to being. He could have just keep going forward and laid it off. He could have gone yeah. himself. He could have done a million things, and he tries to flip yeah. it. And yeah, that was really painful. That, that was really bad. Yeah, I don't know if it was just him trying to be too flashy. Him like I like the confidence. Don't get me wrong, but in time and place, and hopefully, of course, he's young. So these youngsters have to mature, and 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 I doubt uh like. I, I don't know if he's he's kind of back from injury, so we'll see if Vietu comes back and takes his place, but. I, I highly doubt Vietu would, would do a mistake like that with a man of his experience. But then again, maybe Vietu wouldn't even make that run through the middle to, to even be through on goal like Plata did. So, um, But yeah, question marks on Plata, but on the stat sheet, it looks like he did amazing. Um, yeah, and then nothing else really more to say about this game that I can that I can remember of. Uh, Gil Vicente's a tough team. Um, Vitor Oliveira, we have to give him his flowers. He brought a, a third division team. To basically mid table, I'm pretty sure they're safe. He's the go. Um, so he is the go. He is the go. It'll be very interesting to see where he heads off next season. I hope he stays in the Primera, but nah, I, I would also I, love I, I him to go to the it. Segunda. It's so yeah. he has to do what's right. Just to me, just the team that means. that needs him the most, an Academica. They're not coming up. Yeah, they're not they even close. They've yeah. been like seventh through like tenth the past couple of years. They were a little exactly. bit better this year, but they were still like fifth, maybe. Yeah. I think I, like they had a they had a point where they were maybe second or, or third or something like challenging and then they just fell off. Yeah. I think a Vitor Oliveira deserves to bring a team like Academica to the Primera and then hopefully stay and then you know fight for at least for mid table again. For me at least, I was low key hoping a team that I've always kind of admired from afar because I kind of like the town. Also, if you've ever been there, it's very nice. Les Soins. but they just mm. hired Thiago Fernandes, so yeah, we sure. have an excuse to follow Les Soins now. Yeah, um, indeed. A beautiful yeah. city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but pretty big soccer in, in terms of clubs in Portugal. Another yeah. pretty big. Yeah, club they have a lot world. of they have, they get a lot of fans. I mean, Very historic, especially yeah. when you compare it to a lot of the other teams in the second division. Yeah, Gil Vicente is. Uh, they 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 have thirty six points, so they they have guaranteed. They're good. Uh, yeah, they're good. They're good. They're good. Yeah, mission yeah. accomplished. I mean, has yeah. the men's literally never failed a mission? No. <laughs> yeah. No. Never. Yeah, that's right. I think if he becomes Spartan's uh, coach, we'll, we'll win the league on him. Like, that's how good of a, of a mission accomplisher he is. I know. That would be superb. That would. But He, uh, might, he, might, he might go to Sporting Bay. No, That's true. We do have the coach. Uh, Philippe, he, he would uh, whatever be a good choice. He would be a good choice yeah. in Sporting Bay. Because... One is like 80 and retired from, uh, when he's retired from promoting teams, he can just be like a youth coach. No, imagine him being being the sporting big uh, big coach, and then uh, having meetings with uh, Ruben and Mourinho on a daily basis and learning from him. Dude, the be, sporting you know. B would be like Porto B that one year. They'd win the second division, but like not be able to go up. You know? Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Um, yeah, and my only other thing that I wanted to mention was fuck Ruben Ribeiro because yeah, he played good. This guy also decided to fall every time he fucking the wind hit him. So fuck that guy, Terrible. but um, but of course it's it's Sporting, so he had to score against us. Um, yeah, guys, who were your man of the match for this game? It's, I got nothing else to say about this game, really. To me, yeah, I know you guys don't agree with it apparently, but uh, it was the Plata. To me, it was fair Plata. enough. Fair I mean, enough. yeah, the stats he scored. The stats, a, yeah, yeah, the stats will yeah. say that. Um, for me, 
I'm going to go uh, Nunu Menz. That's a good um, choice. I yeah. liked him up and down the flank. Mm-hmm. Um, and was kind of sad that he didn't play last game, but we'll talk about that because I, I see I see what you see. Well, he did play, but yeah, not no. in the second yeah. half. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that though, because yeah. I've seen the same things you see. <laughs> Yeah, but mine, yeah. Uh, I was going to give Matilj Nunes as well, but I'll, I'll give it to Ristovsky because I actually liked him this game, and uh, I'll get more into uh, – I think we, we missed him on the on the Muradins game when we subbed him off. Uh, but anyways, let's go right into the Muradins game. Um, played yesterday. Uh, we had Luis Maximiliano in net. We had the return of Acuna with Luis Neto, Borja, and Quach uh, completing the defense uh, with Ristovsky out on the other flank. We had Mateusz Nunes and Bataglia in midfield um, with Jovan back as well, Plata and Sporad up top with then substitutions of Nuno Minge, Wendel, uh, and Joelson Fernandes. And that was it. Yeah, another game with just three substitutions. Um, Chris, I'll start this one off with you. What were your thoughts on this game, dude? Um, this game was complete ass. Uh, the first half was low energy. Um, it was uh, some weak shit. Uh, we really couldn't generate any chances. We couldn't generate anything going forward. Bataglia was like an eyesore to watch. Um, and Mateus Nunes, I feel like, at least at this point in his career, has to be paired with the right person to fully maximize him. And paired with Bataglia, let's just say, wasn't that wasn't it. And it just was not. It was not working well. Um, yeah, it just, like, I mean, more in the second half, like, as far as we can get into the, the controversy of the game itself and the penalties and the, the comunicado, we can get into that. Like, that's a separate matter, I feel like. But the, 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 the matter of fact is, is that the game itself was shit and we really didn't create um, enough chances and um, they honestly had uh, not really much either because once they had the man sent off in the second half, they just kind of packed it in. And we really didn't – we had we had obviously all the initiative to, to build the game and, and, and create the, the play while they just sat there. Um, and we didn't, we didn't do enough and uh, didn't really seem like we were like, equipped to do enough either. I like that he put Joelson in. Um, towards the end, I like that um, he put Nuno Menz in, but like, just like it wasn't enough. And I, Joelson kind of looked scared, to be honest. A lot of the mm-hmm. times that he was on the ball, he didn't want to like take anyone on. He just wanted to play it safe. Um, but yeah, I mean, just ass and back to reality, I guess. He did mix. I mean, he did mix the lineup up a lot, and I feel like all the changes that he made to the lineup made it worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, and even with Wendell, I thought Wendell came on a little too late. But uh, I, 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 I mean, know, I, again, I guess it's good that he mixed it up because you don't want to just yeah. keep playing. But it's like there's there's no reason that these some of these guys should even be there at this point. It's like. You're, what are you playing them for? It's like, we know, you know, like you need to see a little bit more of a tag, a little bit more doobie. Like, come on, we know, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I, I 100% agree with that. How about you, Steph? Uh, well, 
Uh, going along those lines is the same as Chris. When I saw the lineup, um, I didn't like it. And I was like, we, 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 we're going to be playing more defensively than offensively. I mean, when you see a Bataglia on the lineup and there's no window, I was like, okay, so who's going to be the creator? Who's going to be the one, um, the quarterback for our uh, team? Um, certainly, it wouldn't be Mateusz Nunes. It wouldn't be Acuna. Certainly, it wouldn't be Bataglia. So I didn't like the lineup because it lacked of a crea- a creativity. Then I saw Luis Net, and I was like, fuck. Um, so initially, when I saw the lineup, I thought it was going to be a 4-4-1 a, a or 4-4-2 or a 4-1-1. I didn't think he was going to go with a 3-4-3, which he did. Um, and Luis Nets is very limited. He doesn't take a risk with his passes. He passes sideways. Um, he's, he's not Quaresma. He's a young, uh, upcoming center back, but he takes the risk of certain passes uh, to be uh, to, to be more offensive. He has a better vision, um, and he gambles. Luis Net doesn't. He plays always the same side passes, um, and he doesn't create anything that could potentially be of danger offensively. Um, so we were limited from the get-go, like Chris said, in the first half. Um, it was a very boring game to watch. Nothing much going on. Uh, the PK, we'll talk about it, I guess. I guess Danny will bring it up. Uh, the, the two PKs in question. Mm-hmm. Um, and the red card, we'll talk about it, too. But in a nutshell, in the second half, when uh, Nunez came into the pitch and Wendell came into the pitch, and I agree, a little bit too late, um, I saw and Joelson Mins, I agree, was a little bit afraid, but it's understandable. Don't forget the kid is 17 years old. Yeah. You're playing in a smaller pitch against a team that has a lot of experienced people and a lot of crybabies, I might say. Juan Morelli, what a disappointment. I mean, he's a top-notch Portuguese player, but all he did was complain and roll down on the floor for several seconds each time he was touched. He kept on bitching the whole game. I hate those kind of players. The, 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 all Muradensk was doing, I don't know if he was told by Ricardo Suarez, their coach, to burn time and to joke. That was the number one priority for them. They, they were so, so dirty in, in that way of the game. Uh, and, and it's such an ugly game to watch when you play an opponent like that, that the only main concern they have is to burn insignificantly time purposely rolling down on the floor with shitty fouls. And, and Ricard and Juan Aureli, that's what he did most of the time, argue for corner kicks, for... Anything he could argue about, he would. And he burned so much time. And Matheus Pacinato, the, the goalie, the same thing. At one point, he faked an injury when they mm-hmm. when they got red cards so his player could warm up properly. Mm-hmm. And even the commentators who noticed that, Badu Tiag Martins is filha da puta. He has something against Sporting. And he, he showed in this game. In this game, 
that referee has he has a beef against Sporting, and he proved it on this game. The attitude towards our dirigents, the attitude towards our players, nobody could talk to him. He would throw a fit right away. Um, we don't need this kind of referees in our league that players can even talk to them because they take it personal, and the first thing they do is show yellow cards. Um, so, yeah, I agree with Chris. We didn't have the best game, uh, but we were robbed at a PK, if not two, and this referee was so bad, so bad. He shouldn't even be allowed to, 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 to be a referee in the ladies' league, in the district ties, in the Campeonato Portugal. He shouldn't be allowed at all. He should be kicked out of the APAF. He's a bad referee, really bad one. And I'm not saying this because we tied the game, because when we tied against against uh, Guimarães on the first game that we came back from the COVID-19, we just have to tie and nobody bitch about the referee. But mm-hmm. when we have to bitch about the referee, it's because we have a reason. And this guy, he robbed us of a, a PK. But the second half, to, to come back to our sporting, we played better just because Wendell uh, came into the pitch and Nun Mendes also um, his combinations with uh, with Giovanni, they were lethal. I saw some speed finally on the left wing. Uh, I love Acuna, but he was kind of limited too. He didn't do much. All I saw was passing, circulating the ball, circulating the ball, and the only lethal combination as I saw was from Giovanni and Nun Mendes. He has a pretty good. He knows how to cross pretty good. Some lethal crosses. And, and um, I, I wanted to myself, if he played from the beginning, he could, maybe it could have been a different game. Maybe he, he would have found Sporad inside the box. Uh, but we dominated the whole game. Murray didn't shame off them for, for playing such a fucking anti-joke game. The only priority they gave was to, to burn time. I think out of 90 minutes, the playable minutes was like 42 minutes. So why would you pay a ticket to watch 42 minutes of soccer? And that's what's disgusting about our league is having these bullshit teams uh, play the way they did, just be concerned about burning time. I mean, I don't know how many fouls on this game, but it was pretty high. Comparing to a Premier to a team, to a, a game, our league is embarrassing. Uh, yeah. I, you know, it's, they stop, we stopped the game too many times for, for bullshit fouls. And that's unacceptable. And, and and that's all I gotta say, but very disgusting team with eight ends the way they played. Uh, I hope that Ricardo Suarez was not the one telling his team to play in Tijog because that's all they did. Very disgusting. And Thiago Martins, for God's sake. I mean, I hope he has a stroke any given day because he's a he sucks as a referee. He shouldn't even he shouldn't be allowed to live. He's, he sucks, seriously. And He's one of those referees that I don't know who the fuck gave him the credentials. He doesn't have, he doesn't deserve to be a referee. A hundred percent agree with you. Um, I'll quickly give him my two cents as well. There is uh, one point. Um, t- it was towards the 80th minute. Uh, Nunu Menj, literally, if his, if uh, the Mureyes defender, his head was just a little higher. I'm, I'm sure Nunu, uh, Nunu Menj would have some sort of brain damage right now. It was such a lethal fucking header backwards, so reckless. Didn't even get anywhere near the ball. I'm pretty sure it connects with, or at least it looks like it connects with Nunu Min's uh, chin. Nothing called nada. And on top of that, 
On top of that, they give a fucking bu- a bullshit fucking foul minutes later on on I believe it was Wendell for barely touching the player. Uh, I thought right after the red, well, the, really it was the whole game, but right after the red, the linesmen were helping Muradins. Um, the the referee was clearly helping Muradins. I thought it was a it was a lot of bullshit around there. And of course, you, you say you hope uh, Muradins is go. Um, uh, coach didn't a- ask for anti jogu I like you said, it's obviously did. He was like, "Oh, oh, koshu, perna, perna." Then all of a sudden, the the goalie goes down. It's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, Murinis is is has been known for that throughout the years, and and they're they're one of those teams I hate playing because I I don't mind a team that makes it difficult to play against you. I hate a team that refuses to play against you. Um, Indeed. With that with that being said, though. Uh, the lineup, yes, I understand we need to mix things up. I didn't agree with, with Bataglia in there. I liked Acuna coming back. I would love to see an Acuna Nunu Mens combo. Um, maybe push Jovan out right, but I, I then it conflicts me as well because I'm with you, Steph. I like the Jugada entre Jovan and, and Nunu Mens. They have a really good connection together. I don't know if they played a long time together in the academy or not. I know Jovan's a few years older than him. Um, but but they they seem to have that good understanding. Nunu Mins, one thing that I love about him is he's not afraid to really make those runs forward, and especially playing three at the back. I guess he has more uh, liberty in doing so. And when he makes those runs forward, he's lethal. Nobody can really catch that kid. He's a baller, uh, the kid. He's a baller. He is a baller. He is a baller. I think he needs to work on, but everybody does, I think, especially the youngsters, need to work on their crosses. There's quite a few heavy crosses from him. Uh, and from others as well, especially from Plata too. Maybe that had to do with the smaller pitch. Uh, maybe they're not used to playing at a pitch like Mureiras. Uh Of course, with with experience, this shit will come to them. But uh, a really lovely game from them. Uh, also needs to be said, I, I like the Cunha. My favorite thing of Acuna is how he's polyvalent. How do you pronounce that? Before yeah, polyvalent. Polyvalent. Um, he played. He played the left back position. Not bad. Uh, he played the center back position pretty good to me. I think uh, when when he replaced Borja, maybe second to Quach because there was a few times that Neto did some questionable things. Uh, I remember uh, one where you know he was just assuming Max would just come out and grab the ball, and then he decided to just like ship it off as a as a I think it was a throw in um, right after when he assumed when he figured that Max was, and him weren't on the same way. It was a hesitation from both. Yeah. For sure, but I think as a commanding defender as Nuetu is, I think he should have definitely told Max to maybe come off his line a bit uh, or, or to come get the ball or something, some sort of communication. There was also that that Jugada into Plata and, and Max that Plata almost scored in his own net. Thank God Max had the, those reflexes to kick the ball out. Um, what, this, what this showed me more than anything was obviously the inexperience that we all knew was there. Um, I also think Amurin made a huge mistake in taking out Ristovsky for Joelson and not Plata. I thought we lost our entire right flank after that. I think, I don't know, I don't know if it's, if it, what exactly it is with Ristovsky that, that maybe Amurin doesn't rate. Uh, but I think Ristovsky can really play that right, that whole right flank really well. And especially playing three at the back, he, I think he's underrated going forward. He got an assist on, on the game with Gilvi, on Bill Innes, uh when he first came back into the game. Uh, he's not the best defender, but he's not a terrible defender. He was He's way better than Plata. I think he would give us more stability. I get where he was coming from. They just got the red. More attacking players, the better. 
Uh, and I and I like that also that intent. That, that's the other thing I really wanted to mention. I, I love the intent that we had going forward, especially trying to go for the win. Whereas I think if we had a guy like Celia and, and Kaiser, and I think they, they would not play it safe per se, but they would just swap out, you know, like like for like positions. I don't think they would they would do something as ballsy as take out Ristovsky and add another attacking player. So I, I do appreciate that. I just in that aspect, I think that's where we fucked up. We we lost that entire right flank, and then we pushed everything to the left. And then, of course, they, they were able to shut down Jovan, who had a bad game. Uh, not a bad, not a horrible game, but, you know, a bad game. He was quite off the mark. He had that one free kick that went God knows where. Um, you know, his shots weren't there. I think there was also some, some, some uh, like, anxiety between the team, especially as young as we are, but... Um, that that this is definitely a learn a learning curve for these players. It's definitely good that we got it in our in our preseason before the next season uh, that these that these young players got to play against the Muradins because a lot more of these teams are gonna have are gonna come against us, uh, especially again next season when we're gonna try to fight for something. So it's good to have that experience under our belt. And honestly, I'll, I'll look at the positives here, and it's good that we didn't lose the game because there was definitely times, especially towards the end, where Muradins had more of the ball, where I feel. Spartan teams of the past, even even when we were at our peak with with the Jorzuj, William Carvalho, and Adrian years, there there's there this type of game we might have lost. Um, so I'll, I'll take the positive in, in that we tied this game only, but definitely definitely things to be uh, some some cause of concern a bit. Um, we'll go right into the Kazuj real quick, starting off with the first one in the third minute. Against Jovan, Jovan's sort of running into the box. He does lay the pass off just before he gets fouled. Um, Juan Amaral comes straight at him. I think it studs up to his feet. It's tough to see. I didn't watch the first half, so I only see the the highlights. It's tough to see if he really is in the box or not. I don't know if you guys had a better angle on that when watching the game. Uh, but what do you guys think on that? Is should that have been a penalty? And and is Sporting right to 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 be complaining about that? Well, I think I think the. Uh, um... I, when I saw, when I, I think on that play, Giovanni got a yellow card. Am I right? Oh, I don't no, know. That, no, that was a different one. That was a different one. Okay. Uh, uh, so the VAR referee was George Souza, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that says a lot because <laughs> he still he still holds a grind uh, on on Sporting for the uh, incident with uh, Stokovic, the the goalie from the B team. Um, the B was it the B team or was it? The, yeah, it was uh, the B team. The B yeah, team. Was, the old, when, the former B team, which is when, about to be back. Yeah. When he cursed out at him, um, so he's still holding a grudge on that, and because um, when he called the. When Jack Martin spoke to him, he said, and the parent, and the parent. Tell him it's not a PK. Don't even stop the fucking game. So the combination of referees we had for this game, Tiago Martins and George Souza, was the recipe for disaster. The only way the only way we could have won the game was by scoring goals. Waiting for PKs was not a good day for that. Was not a good day for PKs. To be a PK would have to, as a Sporting player, would have to be killed inside the box, because clearly we 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 had. I'll, I'll give the benefit of the doubt for this one. At the, the this one at the, at the mark of three minutes, 
but then the other one, I guess we'll talk about in a little while. It was definitely a PK. This one, okay, I can understand why you wouldn't call it. But at the same time, why the fuck do we have the VAR with 22 cameras, 22 different angles? Uh, isn't it isn't it supposed to be to get the right the right calls at 100 percent? Yeah, it's supposed to. So that that's that's why it's bugging me. It's really bugging me that the VAR in Portugal is not functioning properly. Yeah, I'd agree. I agree. How about you, uh, Chris? I think that there's, like, the first one, like, I've seen, like, that exact scenario that, like, leads to, like, a potential PK get called, like, so many times. It's, like, it's classic. It's, like, ball's here, player coming in, ball first, and then you take the guy, and the ball's not there anymore. Like, I, I've seen it a million times. Like, I've, if I recall correctly, like, he didn't even, he didn't, like, I don't, he obviously didn't look at it, but I don't even think he even, like, got any indication in his headset to even look at it. Like, it was just, like... It didn't even happen. Like, I've seen it called so many times. Like, the second one may be a bit more forced, but, like, the first one, I think there's more of a case there, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I I, I still think he kind of enters it, not studs up, like, per se, but his studs definitely get on Jovan's feet. Anywhere else on the pitch, that's a foul. Um, So, I think we we, – I'm with you, Steph. We have to have the either – VAR is there to, to get these clear-cut calls or, uh, like, they can't – they have to have the balls to call these. If we have the, the time now to relook at fucking calls, I don't understand why we're not calling these. And yeah. it, it, it looks like it's the flavor, flavor of the month for these fucking referees. Oh, you <laughs> – oh, we, I'm going to call because El Porto Benfica. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't like sporting. I'm not going to call it. Fuck them. And, and to tell the truth, that's how I feel. When I, I feel like they it's situational. It's more like it's like if it's a close title race and they're both going W, 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 W. It's like maybe, maybe. there's pressure for them to, to give it, you know, like this one. OK, maybe if he calls it, Sporting can get back within nine. But it's like it's not going to go anywhere. Right. They're not actually going to reach second place. Um I'll- I'll so it's like, there's no pressure there for him to actually do it. And it's not like sporting even influences that same pressure that the other two would anyway. But at, but at the same time, we shouldn't be waiting for PKs. I'm not – I'm a strong oh, believer that we – No. We shouldn't do we want to just PKs? get right into the Comunicado? Because the problem with the Comunicado is it assumes – like, first off, it's like – I get what he's saying. It's like, oh, we were doing so good, right? We're churning along and – all this PK, these PKs halted our progress. It's like, all right, hold on a second. We're churning along as in we're 17 points off the title, and this win would put us within nine points of second place with four games left, needing our rival to lose three of the last four games for us to even have a chance, right? Um, Or all of the last four games, which it's like, I guess it's possible, but it's like, they he did the ref didn't do this to you right the ref didn't stop a great sporting no the ref sucked but he didn't stop a great sporting he just he you're like i i get what you're trying to do you're trying to like oh this is us defending the club um but it which is compl- expected which is expected it's expected especially since they they get accused of not doing it enough right so this is them right. trying to prove that they're doing it right 
And this is how they go about doing it. And in the process of doing it, they just distort the facts to help suit that. And it's not distort the facts. It's kind of like sweep aside some facts. It's like, yeah, we're 17 points off the title, but we're like, we were so good right now, right? It's like, I mean, basically everything that's happened since the pandemic in soccer is just totally random, right? There are teams that are just, that were good, that are just horrible now. There were teams that were horrible that are just suddenly good now. Take Portimones, for example. It's like, it is sort of random. Do I think Amurim's doing a good job? Yes. But it is sort of fucking random. And for once, we seem to be the beneficiaries of some randomness for once. So, dude, you need to pump the brakes with that, you know? That's all. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, I'll say this. if Okay. Maybe not because Spartan is Spartan and we always get a hit on. But I think if Benfica loses that game uh, and doesn't beat Boavista 3-0 and we have a chance to pull in six points with still an, like a, a chance to play them and, and take another three points off them, I think the refs would – I don't know if they looked at it or not. Again, I didn't watch the first half. I think they might have called this one or the second one at the very mm-hmm. least because at least there's something to, to go for and there's something to fight for. The fact that Benfica won, I already yeah. had – Feeling like okay, champion that that little the dream the dream is basically done. Like there's there's no chat there's no way they're gonna still lose another two and then you know and then lose against us. And by the way, by the way, the fact also what reinforced it for me too was not not only did Benfica win, the manner in which Benfica win won. Just showing like oh you boys thought like Vieta's in the news maybe he announced he's running. It's like oh is he gonna run again? Is he gonna resign? Like. He still knows some people, right? And Elton Late, man, just that is just just, that just straight Fuck scandalous, that right? It, it, it's scandalous. What, I don't know if what, I, what occurred. I don't know if I want him to sign for to Befica, then get loaned out to fuck nowhere, or if I don't <laughs> want him to get signed because fuck that guy. And and to be fair, I will will quickly side note to that Befica game because I did watch it. He had a decent game. But almost every goal, or at least the first two goals he gave yeah. up, were such fucking frangush. The first <laughs> one, he didn't even try to hold that ball. He just he like oh, threw it at Andre. Oh, let me fall. And then the second one, PZ just headers it a centimeter away from him, and you're telling me you don't have the reflexes as a, <laughs> a goalie to fucking parry that away? Come on, give me a fucking break. But to, to, but anyway. to, to all fairness, I think Befica would have won the game anyway. Maybe, for sure. But they were on the ropes until the first goal. Until the first goal, Bovista was the better team. And then he gave them a free goal. And then he, exactly. And then they got the confidence back. Yeah, <clears> and, <throat> and they were, I mean, it was never going to slip. It was never going to slip. It was too much to be done. We, it was yeah. like the, the, the first, whatever, two, first two thirds of the season was too shitty to, yeah. to, to recover. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I, um, no, I, do I, I don't think that third place is in risk really either like i'm not really concerned i don't really feel that much concern for obviously but i got made it a little bit closer now because we dropped two yeah. points but I, I i don't care like i feel like we're just better than them you know so the i mean I, I guess it's something to watch but our schedule is maybe a bit harder than exactly. something to watch but I, I i still feel like i i don't really care about them that much <laughs> we are we are just three points ahead i think they just have to play porto or we have to play porto and benfica right Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, there might be something there. I, I just uh, I feel like they j- they'll drop points on their own. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. 
going away to Passos, getting Billinens, going away to Tondela, maybe, maybe. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that a bit more towards the end as well. Um, yeah, and Steph, I don't know if you want to also go into the Comunicado, but also that second PK. Um, I know Chris said not so much, right? The second uh, one, you? I mean, it, he is grabbing his shirt, right? So if we want to be technical, yeah, it's I, if someone calls it, they can't be faulted for calling it, right? Agreed. But yeah. I, I think Kowats is trying to look for it, or he feels the tug and makes it dramatic. Mm -hmm. Okay, but mm -hmm. I but that. I don't know if you saw the game, um, the one in Spain. Uh, the one the referee called three PKs was it Barcelona? Um, I forget. Atletico. Yes. Yeah. Atletico Barcelona Atletico. Oh, that was that was complete amateur hour. All those okay. PKs. Th three PKs. <laughs> Lighter than this one. Not even in comp in comparison to this one with quads. It's a it's a one hundred percent. There was PK. one PK where I'm pretty sure there wasn't even any contact. And he didn't even look at it, and he verified it in like thirty seconds. And it's just like he had already given two, so it's like, oh, he just gave a third. There's yeah. nothing there. Okay, confirmed. Like, I, I have no idea what was going on. I agree, but this one with Guat, the the reason why it, it to me was a PK. I understand if there's no VAR, and I would agree with uh, with the Chris's uh, assessment because. You know, back in the days with no VAR, okay, it, it's a fast play. You can even see it, you know, and then it's not a PK, fine. You didn't call it, you didn't call it, it sucks. At home, we would be complaining, watching the, the replay. What the fuck? I can let me don't pen out to kill banana no another. But now it's not the case. Now there's a VAR. And when you freeze the picture, it shows a tug like this. It shows it. It shows it. So when he froze the picture, you could see it. And that's the moment that Kowatis was trying to jump and get into the ball. If the ball was gone, then I guess I would agree. And I would say, fuck it. The ball was not even there in the, around the vicinity. So it shouldn't be called a PK. If Kowatis didn't fall down, would they even have reviewed it, though? Exactly. That's why I think Kowatis should have went down. That's why I think But you don't have to fall down anymore because you have the VAR. I think the VAR made it stand out because I didn't see it in real time. Me neither, Chris. I just seen Kowatis fall in real time. I completely missed I it. And I was like, I didn't even know it was happening. And I was like, and I oh. agree with you. I agree with you guys 100%. I didn't see it either with my naked eye. But when the VAR called him, and said, listen, I think you should uh, see yourself because there's a, a possible PK. And then he had 22 cameras, 22 different angles, and he still fucked it up. That was a PK all day long. You, you don't think that if that was Befico Porta, they wouldn't have called it? Especially, like, since there was one that he could have given earlier. It's Yeah. yeah. Come on. That would have called if it was Befico Porta. But and I mean, if he called it for sporting in this game, it's not like any no one would have even been mad at him, you know? Exactly. But the thing is, you put so much pressure on him, on the Tiago Martins, you put a lot of pressure on him, on the Alpaf, on all the other referees, because he decided not to call it PK when it was a clear PK. I Who mean, do you even, think would have taken it, Jovan? Oh, it doesn't matter now. Uh, because if Jovan took it, like, there was probably a 65% chance he would have missed it. Because... Maybe. 
But his he, set piece was so fucking bad. You had you had pieces <laughs> and Benfiquistas agreeing that he was a PK. I mean, I've, I mean, Ruben Diaz has literally gotten the PK for getting grabbed like that. Yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, but going back to the game, that red card, uh, was, was it a red card? Somewhat suspicious, but probably. Danny? I think it is. Uh, but uh, there is a case to be made that he wasn't last man, but he's going through on goal, clear trip. I think that's a red. Okay. So let me ask. I don't know the letter of the law. So, so let me ask you the questions in a different way. Who's to blame for it, for for putting himself in that position? What do you mean? The defender. The, the defender, I think, yeah. Uh, the defender. He, instead of passing the fucking ball, he made the wrong turn and then Plata saw it and he got the ball and he made the bat out of it. So yeah. if if, if, yeah. Uh, if the coach wants to be upset with this coach, he shouldn't be upset at the uh, sporting player or the referee. He should be upset at this player. Yeah. You know, agree. Ele, ele, So anyway, um, this game really got to me because that that PK should have been a PK, but like we said, possibly we would have missed it. But still, why would a fucking referee not call that PK? Because he's got something against our club. Him and George Souza hate fucking Sporting, and they showed every time they can. I would pay to hear that audio of George Chosa talking to him. Yeah, uh, me too. While he's yeah. while he's watching. <laughs> Figure that. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Play, uh, Sporting uh, play shitty. I agree. Uh, Sporting play shitty, but don't forget why. Because we played a, a team that only wanted to do anti-jogo on a smaller pitch. And they dropped the line. The red card was actually, I agree with Chris, it was bad for Sporting because they dropped the lines right away. And then they yeah. parked the bus and that's it. It was over. They they were fine. Because they actually had a couple chances in the first half. Like yeah, If that recall correctly, they had one flash right in front of goal where Max actually made a pretty good save. Um, and the and Imagine the anti jogo if they would have actually scored one first. Well, and had it a lead to defend, it would have the anti jug would have started even sooner. Oh yeah, big time! But it was such an ugly game to watch, and I don't know why this coach of Murinans would pick such a strategy like that. It was like he was it was a final of the World Cup or League of Europe. Or They're either. not even playing for anything. They can't yeah. get to Europe. They can't get relegated. They're just like right. in just the middle, stuck in the middle. You playing home, play the game for the game, and try to win the game. I'm sick and tired of these fucking games. Seriously, uh, yeah. it's not that Sporting played better. They didn't let Sporting play in a smaller pitch. Um, once they got the red card, they dropped the lines, and let's not forget they haven't lost for the past twelve games. So they've been playing. yeah, because they just do that bullshit every time. Yeah. <laughs> defense, exactly. <laughs> PK clear, yeah. He's uh, my compadre from the other podcast with Fikista. Ah, uh, yeah, he's a great hey. guy. You know, he, he knows how to um, he's, he knows how to watch soccer. He knows how to because with Fikista's stags, he He's a good guy. Exactly. He hates with Fikista. He doesn't like him. He's He's the very few good Befigistas. I'll go. Yeah, we'll give him that. <laughs> him and Cincy and Mario. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. I won't say anything. Um, 
<laughs> let me just uh, let me just also the last piece of news from this game before we get into our man of the match was Hugo Viana right at the end uh, getting suspended for 30 days, a uh, 5,100 uh, euro multa fine hey, for boy. saying, yo, that's muito pro pro for the common man, bro. <laughs> Not for him. <laughs> Not for him though. <laughs> he uh, he all he told the referee, "Pensas que és a estrela? Já te fudeste dois penaltis que não marcaste. A minha já tens a medalha nos jornais." And then when the uh, when the referee looked at him, he says, "He estás olhando para que para para quem seu caralho? Não tenho nenhum problema em ser expulso. Hey, you've done shit up until now, but Hugo Viana." A round of applause. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Second time this season he's done the like exact that. same thing. I like that. I actually yeah. like that. Yeah. I think he was only hired to talk shit to the referee and get suspended. No, I mean, I mean, if you have to. You're doing your job. <laughs> you have to. It's just the way the Portuguese referees are, like, stuck yeah. up, like snobs. Like, you can't even talk to them. They think they're really gods. I mean, you... Uh, have you seen like the Premier League? You see the referee explain to the players why he showed a yellow card or why he marked it such a foul. But you can do that shit with certain Portuguese referees. They take everything so personal. Ah, put that Looking back at the, listen, I followed Mourinho my whole life. Uh, I don't think I remember Mourinho, maybe only at Manchester United, but ever getting sent off in the Premier League for, for talking to the ref. Like, for the top leagues, don't do this shit. I can't remember the last time a ref, uh, um, a coach got a, a yellow card, let alone a red, in the Premier League. I can't remember at least. They talk so, to each other. They dialogue. Exactly. There's still there's still a mutual respect. There's still a fuck off during the game, but a a handshake at the end of the game. There's still, but obviously there can't be mutual respect when when uh, when when these referees just decide to fuck us like that. Um, thank you, Chick with a Stick. Really appreciate <laughs> that. Um, just, uh, yeah, let's go into the man of the match, I guess. So then we'll, we'll just chick quick talk. That stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Where's my mind, fuck. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, man of the match. Who do you guys call? If there, if you guys have one, to be unfortunately, there really isn't any. So the man of the match is going to someone who played like thirty minutes. Uh, Wendell. <laughs> fair, fair. How about you, uh, Steph? Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm around the, I'm around the vicinity. I'll give it to Noon Mendes. Fair. Someone else yeah. who played thirty minutes. Yeah, somebody <laughs> else who played thirty minutes. I'll give Quatch. I thought Quatch was pretty decent in the back. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, should have won at the PK, in my opinion. This is solid both uh, games. Yeah. Disappointed with Matuj Nunes. He can't take his side uh, from outside the box for for God's sake. He cannot. It's like fuck. Sometimes he looks like super panicked too. Yeah. Um. In 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 like the the construction in the, in the final. Yes. Third. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's what uh, I was afraid when I saw the lineup. When and I obviously saw... being paired with Bataglia made him have to take more works. of that yeah. initiative on yeah. and. Yeah, and he didn't. Yeah. And when that's that's what I was afraid of. When I saw the lineup, I'm like, who the fuck is gonna be the the creative player? I, I didn't see it, and no one wanted wanted to take a risk, aside from Giovanni and Plata. But Plata, he likes to go around in circles a lot. Yeah, agreed. Listen, uh, Plata still has a lot to learn, but yeah, 
we'll, we'll see what, what that takes us. I'll, I'll quickly, uh, like you mentioned it a bit, Steph, the three players earlier uh, that you think, at least three, not three players, but three positions at least we should fill in. I think we need at least two players in the midfield this summer. We can quickly go on to transfers before we just talk about the main transfer rumor that for all seems likely to happen, but we'll get into that in a bit. I, I think this team needs a few midfielders in it. I think hopefully Bataglia and dead weight is going to get shipped off, I think. So hopefully, you know, Bataglia and all of them will, will, will leave. Um, so at least two top midfielders that can compete with Wendell and Mateusz Nunes and maybe Gerald. Maybe Miguel Luis, if he also resurrects again from the dead. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think we need, we need again, depending, let's hypothetically saying nobody leaves, we need a center back for sure. And I think if Pedro Menz isn't going to get any burn, um, or, or, and Tiago Tumaj, I don't know, he seemed also very, very young, very inexperienced, very scared on that little cameo he got against Gil Vicente. I think we also need another striker because. I like Sporar, but he's been a ghost these last two games. Yeah. I don't know if it's the system. I don't know if it's he's not gelling with the players as well as like we said, Nuno Mendes this and and um, Jovan this last game. They did really really well connecting together. Maybe it's just that chemistry that Sporar doesn't have. I like Sporar as a player, but currently he's the last two games at least he's been a ghost. Um, so yeah, they need, they need to find him. And I mean, you could be a really good look. Remember Zardel? Of course he remembers. Of course. Okay. What was good about Zardel? He was a he was a natural goal scorer to say got, the least. But he got those crosses he needed. And mm -hmm, he's not true. and Sporad is not getting those crosses. Yeah. I mean, we we could talk about Sporad, Sporad, Sporad all day long. But if the man is not getting the crosses he needs to score, if he's getting the the, the crosses and he misses, story different. Mm -hmm. Okay, now. He got four good crosses and he didn't score once. Fuck this! This guy is not a good uh, uh, striker. But that was not the case. He had one good play inside the box that he created himself in a tight angle. Remember that kick? And he didn't. He could have. He could have not shot it. But he's like, fuck it. I never get the ball. I'm just shooting it the one yeah, time I get a you, chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. But I didn't heard. To, Sorry, to agree with you, I would ship away Luis Nets. I would ship away Ilori, of course. I mm -hmm. would ship away Bataglia. I would ship away Christian Borja. And I would ship away Stefan Ritoski. And Dumbia. And Dumbia, of course. Thank you for reminding me. And Dumbia. Mm -hmm. I would ship away all those players and, get, and give it a shot to our youth and get, like you said, three to four veterans. But those, those players I just mentioned, knowing Casanova, Ristovsky's worth keeping. This is not like think about how Ristovsky has gotten limited opportunities, has played good, also played bad. We signed a right back for seven point five million euros. He is nowhere to be found. Yeah, how bad could he possibly be? If he's so Jose. bad, he's Valentin, yeah. He's so bad. He's not even any. Not even in this team. Like, is he alive? Who knows? He's with Miguel Luis, potentially alive, potentially dead. No I one's know. really. All right, dead. my guy. <laughs> Where's Miguel Luis? I know. <laughs> so it's like. I mean, if you can't you can't ship him off if the other guy who's his backup is just miles worse, you know. 
Um, so yeah, I, but all the other ones I agree with. Maybe Borja we can keep around too, just for depth. I like Borja. I like he's Borja. Not he's not bad. He's not that bad. I mean, he was kind of pretty position, bad. He yeah. was anytime, pretty bad. Any, anytime, anytime you have a left back or right back that they can't do the same things that Noon Mins, they're not good for me. And what, what, what I see Noon Mins doing, I'm expecting now every right back to do the same thing. And they're not doing that. Hitovsky's not doing that. Borja's not doing that. And a 17, 18 years old is doing that. Oh, for that's not how come I can't Either you, you know how to play or you don't know how to play. We have a question here from Francisco Mach talking about uh, transfers. This is one of a transfer coming in, obviously, from loan. What do you guys think of Jelson Dalla? Uh, Ryuav just lost this weekend, one nothing to Gil Vicente, but they did beat uh, Braga 4-3 in a thriller of a game. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Jelson mm-hmm. Dalla coming off the bench and getting it. Jelson Dalla started against Gil Vicente, finished the entire game. Again, they won one nothing. I, I can't tell you how he played because I didn't watch that game. Uh, but from the limit, the the little time I've seen of Jelson Dalla, listen, I've liked him. He can play the wing. He can play the striker position. He has speed. He has intent. I like the kid. I think he should get a chance. I don't know what you guys think. What do you guys think? Worth keeping around for sure, especially since we have no strikers. Yeah. It's so, like, it's the weakest position. Like, you're going to you're gonna tell me with a straight face right now that Thiago Tomas offers more in this moment than Jelson Dalla. Even, even exactly. He doesn't. He doesn't, you know? Yeah, yeah. Utiak Tumaz, he's going to be like a, a the third option or the fourth which option. Which is – he yeah, he's like the third right now, which is yeah. really, like, not ideal, to be honest. I think I think, I think think that uh, <laughs> Ruben Emerin will give uh, Dala at least a preseason. And I, and I hope he get. I mean, he scored six goals for Riwav. And he just got back to Riwav not too long ago. Six yeah. goals already. That's yeah. that's that's phenomenal. So I, I'm pretty sure I like Dalla as well. So I'm pretty sure that uh, Ruben and Murin will give him a fair chance. A fair chance. And, and and Dalla doesn't even start every game. So the fact he has six goals and since January and the league was stopped for three four months. Yeah, it says a lot. I agree. Um, the last sort of transfer thing we could talk about is. Zuhar Fadal. Uh, seems like he's he's coming over from Betis on a four-year deal with one million a year, one million euros, of course. Um means it means two million. Yeah, that is what it means. Basically. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't know too much of him. I don't know if you guys do, Chris. I know you've been following him a bit from the Twitter thing. What yeah. do you what do you think of him? He he got an assist this weekend or something? No, or, he scored. That scored. I just I didn't. I'm guessing it was a header, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, to me, honestly, like he seems like a, a solid defender, but if Neto isn't the guy for you or for Ruben Amorim, like. Fidal is like more in that in the mold of center backs that are like that, you know, like bigger, not super pacey. Um, so maybe he just he just thinks that he he he. I don't know if Netu's gone or not. Um, maybe he's not gone, and Netu's just like a, a like. The, so the three is Kordesma, Kowats, and Fidal then. Um, and then you have uh, Vinil like Fernandes. I would go with those four. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I would. I, I and, like then, and then and then Netu. And I guess if you play with three center backs, you have to keep five instead of four. Then is that what we're assuming? 
Yeah. Uh, that's the most likely option. Or are, you, or are we? Are they, do you think he's just going to include Bora as a flex center back and still on a roster? I, four? I think he will. I think he will mm-hmm. because Bora I think he probably will too. He's got a left foot. So and it's also what, worth yeah. noting at this time, also while we're talking about it, that we're also linked to Argentine or Uruguayan center back Gaston Silva. Um, mm. So it does seem like there. It like I don't think Fidal will be the last. Let's say mm-hmm. that. And especially uh, also, if maybe Netu and maybe Alori leaves, then maybe we're oh, maybe both. two or three. Maybe I don't know. Both. Hopefully both. Or maybe also, yeah. also saying with the Borja thing, because uh, Antunge um, is also linked with us as well. Um, uh, that's that's so gonna, is he going to play like that flank? It's like does he no. have the legs? It's a Mantisa I agree too. I think I I don't think it's the first time we've been linked with him at, uh, no. as well. So. I, I think it's also just the right. newspapers, but like like Gaston, Gaston again? Fuck! Are you kidding me? True. Yeah. True. They took a page from uh, 2019. Uh, come on. I mean, we've been we've been linked with like midfielders that we were just linked with just before Bruno Fernandes was sold. So yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't disagree that it's just to sell newspapers. I'm with you. I'm just <laughs> thinking maybe in the terms of of having Borja as the flex, if if it's true that we are looking at a left back, um. I mean, why not sell both Borja and Acuna then? Because I think Acuna is as good as sold. He, he, I think he's been given like, hey, you're gone. That's yeah. why he had – maybe the injury is true, but that's why he had an injury. That's why they're really pushing for Nunu Mins. Of course, Nunu Mins is talented. Also, they're, they're, they're planting a story in the press that probably happened, but it's, it shouldn't be, Lee, that he had a screaming match at Jovan after the game. As they're walking into the locker room, um, which is uh, in, insert joke here about like this administration doesn't have leaks or whatever, and then there was like, yeah, of course, the full financial 10, 20 year financial history of the club that magically leaked. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, why am I hearing a story about two players that got in a locker room argument? Like, like keep that in the fucking locker room. But it's not surprising that it's Acuna um, because yeah, I think Acuna is. Is is out, which yeah, I mean, yeah, I it's not a bad thing. Nuno Mendes is clearly capable, but I don't think we're gonna get the max value for him that we. Well, we don't. We, 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 can, we, we can just have uh, Nuno Mendes. We need a backup as well. Well, we'll have potentially Borja, as like we were saying, that flex. Maybe you can play center back. Definitely, you can play left back. Okay. He's not a bad player. I like Borja. Don't get me wrong, but I, mean, I don't think he bad. offers the same thing Acuna does to me, but. You know, you know, we know, you know, with whom I'm excited with, Udenia Braganza. Yes, of course, of yeah. course, because of course. that's that's that that's that midfielder that we really need right yeah. now too. I think he he could be a good a good sub for Wendell. If Wendell stays, when he doesn't play, Daniel Braganza will be more than than capable of filling in those shoes. Bad luck for Francisco Giraldi. He got hurt. When we could have used them, and you know, it's fucked, man. It's it, I hate this this game of soccer sometimes. Bad luck, though, because if, if he had else, one good thing happen yeah. to him, and then it was immediately followed up by a bad thing. But in, <laughs> imagine if he was healthy this game against Murenes, he would have played instead of fucking uh, Batagria. Maybe I I, 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 I think he might have played as a winger, sort of, but maybe. He would have played in the game. He would have came on at some point. Later. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think. Uh, I mean, it's a shame. It, well, not a shame because I, I do like the formation, but 
I think with Braganza and Wendell can definitely live off a of four three three so long as we have a solid center defensive mid. If we had a like a not a William, but like uh, if Dumbia was at least the Dumbia that we thought he was going to be, I would really love that midfield of a ball yeah. defender, of a Wendell who can track up and down the pitch, of a Braganza who can do the same. But I think Braganza has way more playmaking qualities to him than than Wendell does. Uh, Wendell maybe a bit more technical. Um, Wendell knows how to hold the ball, and his vision is amazing. He can agree. hold the ball. He never loses the ball. And and he, he can he, he knows how is a maestro. He controls mm -hmm. the midfield, and and that's and, and you saw the difference when he came against Mureides. Uh, it was a completely different game. He's so much uh, better than any other midfielder that we any, have. Any, yeah. any. <laughs> like 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 Chris said, Matheus Nunes was supposed to be the one creating plays because Batagas certainly was not going to be the one. And he couldn't do it. He can't even fucking dribble. No. <laughs> Matthews Nunes is decent with Wendell. Without Wendell, he's Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. But it's Agreed. just like there's there's really no one else in that midfield. It's it's like your options are Pataglia, Dumbia, or... Uh, or um... Six Gerals, but he was hurt. Yeah, he was, he's not an option. Yeah, it's just like there's nothing, there's nothing there. And that's what pisses me off because that was his game. And Braganza, if yeah. he was on the team, like would be playing in these moments right now because there's no one, there's literally no one else. And but he can't play, he I, believe. I believe. No, he no, can't no, play. no, he can't play. I'm saying if he was on the team, like if he could, oh, yeah. if he wasn't loaned out to a second if division, he, yeah, if he hadn't gotten loaned out and was just on the team, wearing a bunch of fucking bad. idiots. But. Fucking guy is, is awesome. I can't wait to see him play and Ian Dalla. I, I would love to see those two players. I hope they, they give them a chance. Just last question from Francisco Mats before we go into previewing next week quickly. Um, did you guys hear Porro? A right yeah. wing back yeah, it was, uh, linked? What do we it, think? It's uh it's the it's like it's another player in Man City that the no. partnership, the partnership with Man City that's yet to yield a single player. Um it's yielded like, several 20. rumors. But it's never old. it's never yet to yield a player. But he's no. actually good, right? Yeah. So Man City buys him from uh, uh, Granada, I believe, for twelve million euros. Spain, he's yeah. Twenty one under tw under twenty one international for Spain. Like, yeah, he's he's pretty good, right? But um, I mean, I, I guess like maybe they would loan him or whatever for the partnership. But like, I'll believe the partnership when I'll see it. I'll say that. And also give it that I think I think Manchester City would rather see him in a different competition than the Portuguese. Like maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's one of the reasons why we haven't. Well, yet. I mean, he was back in loan in Spain this year again. You know, exactly, exactly. Um, and and I mean, those teams all have like Manchester City, Girona. Uh, I think uh, there's another Spanish team that I'm forgetting. They all have that sort of that Manchester City partnership connect. I think I mean, it I might be Granada that is the Man City one. Maybe I think also Girona though too, isn't it? Oh, maybe it's Girona. Yeah, I think it's the Barcelona uh, based team. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Also, uh, I don't know if we. Met. I think I thought we did, but Eduardo. I'm assuming he he means from from midfield. Uh, yes, we, we're forgetting a Eduardo boys. Oh yeah. Oh, boy. was he on the bench? Was he was he <laughs> oh, even on the bench? <laughs> was he that, not even considered an option, or was he even in the team, or what? No, we didn't. We didn't forget about him. We just don't want to. <laughs> exactly. Um, apparently, okay. apparently, like we're asking for like to profit off him in the window. You know, we're trying to double the money. 
seven million. Or... We'll, we'll have ridiculous. to sell them to China then. Like the fact, know. no, China. What money does China have, bro? <laughs> I'm still waiting on a. Speaking of China, I'm waiting on a part for my fucking engine, and these Chinese don't fucking want to manufacture it anymore because <laughs> of coronavirus. These pieces of fucking shit, bro. I love my Chinese people. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, Ch Chinese people is one thing, but the Chinese government is another thing. You can say oh. that about a lot of countries. <laughs> oh, agreed. <laughs> Anyways, we'll go into next week's games. Tondela receives Porto at home. Is Porto it, wait, wait, wait. This is like in a couple days. These fixes are hot or coming hot and fast. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, you're right. Friday. Thursday, Thursday. For, for the Friday, Porto game. And then Friday, Friday Sporting. Sporting. Mm -hmm. right. Uh, so Thursday, Tondela receives Porto. Um, not a big talking point here, but the biggest talking point really is if Porto beats Tondela, we have to go to Porto. And if we lose, Porto celebrating the title after they play. Not on my fucking watch. I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. My best friend's Portista. I would rather not have to deal with that for a whole fucking summer. Wait, we will make them wait you know one what? week. You know, you know what's the good thing? It's gonna be an empty stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but those okay. bro, those players are still gonna uh, fucking. No, they're gonna do something. You know what you do? You go back to the Balnearis, you take a shower, and you go home. Yeah. Hey, at least, at least they can't be already champions playing us and have like blue dye in their hair already. Because that exactly. is demoralizing. If you're playing a team and they have their hair dyed already, that's demoralizing. I think Sporting will win that game. I hope so. I think so too, though. I think that'd so be, too. That'd be nice. much so, did you guys see the clip? Uh, these Portistas are fucking like uh, milking it on Twitter with Fernando going like this after being sent off against Sporting a few years ago when they won the league. Uh, I would not want to see those images again. Just <laughs> Um, and then Familicão receives Benfica uh, that same day. Tough uh, game. Tough game. Jata Pablo. They've learned their player <laughs> the past <laughs> couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> a Benfica Academy player just signed with Familicão. So. A Mala Chao. A Mala And then on the Friday, uh, Guimarães, who, I mean, still has a chance, but let's be real, they don't have a chance. Uh, plays Gil Vicente, and, and when I say it has a chance, I mean for Europa League spot. They play Gil Vicente on Friday, and then Sporting receives Santa Clara, and then Passuj goes to Braga, who can, I think, uh, Passuj, not I think, Passuj is still fighting for uh, for survival, so hopefully they can, you know, take some points off Braga, give us some breathing room. More importantly, let's talk about our Sporting. Sporting receives Santa Clara, Santa Clara, the same Santa Clara that beat uh, Benfica 4-3, Last week, I believe, or, or a week and a half ago. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. So, a, a decent team. Uh, their recent form, uh, they lost to Meritimu. Um, Who sucks. And then they, they lost to Boavista as well, uh, just after beating Benfica. Yeah. I think they're mid-table, so they're safe. Yeah, they're yeah, nice. they're safe. safe. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. Um, what are our thoughts on this game? I hope that for a bounce back, at least. I know last podcast I was a bit – Pessimistic. I'll just go off and say I think Ruben and Mourinho is going to get the boys fire to go. I think we're winning a, a solid two nothing. What do you guys think? I think the same thing. I think we'll win two nothing as well. Um, but expect a Santa Clara to play like Mourinho's. Yeah, yeah. Especially the, especially the only difference is we'll have a bigger pitch. 
That's yeah. the only difference. Yeah, but truthfully, if it was at Sea Labs Football, uh, it would it wouldn't be that bad either because that's like a a pretty good uh, neutral venue, you know. Um, but yeah, it's a team that's like exactly like what it is. Can't get relegated. Can't get to Europe. Stuck in the middle. Nothing to play for. They're just gonna pack it in probably. Oh yeah. Um, but they, as they showed against Benfica, clearly, I think that they have more threats off the break. Some mm-hmm. tasty players. That's literally how they scored like yes. almost all their goals. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. So I guess it's something to, to watch out for more than what it is. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna win. I think we're gonna get back to winning ways as well. Three uh, one. Uzos yeah. Fernandes brings up a good point. If Benfica loses and Porto wins, they'll be Porto will be champion. Okay, yeah. so that better not happen then. <laughs> I, let's, just, let's just put it out there. I hope you both lose. <laughs> I hope Candela beats Porto, Benfica loses to Vomilicão. Let's just put that. And out I there. hope Sporting wins against Santa Claus. Of, of course, of course. <laughs> um, also, my my last prediction on the Santa Clara game. Fabio Cardoso is gonna do something fucked up and get away with it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sprinkle that in there because that well, fucked up. Fuck that was the own piece of shit. The no, goalie. Fabio Cardoso, Cardoso, the center back. Ah, the center back. Uh, the captain. The captain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it don't matter. It's Sporting, so no PKs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and yeah, unless anything else needs to be said, boys. That's podcast number 74 down in the books. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. A special shout-out to George Fernandes, of course. One of the good ones, though. Ah, tá bem, tá bem, tá bem. <laughs> we also had uh, New York's finest. I always got to mention it. Johnny Senhoro in the chat. Shout out to my Johnny. Man, Shout out man. to Casa, Casa de Paiva. Matt Paiva. Shout out to you, bro. Francisco Mach, thank you for joining us, bro. Great questions. Um, we also had David Pereira, our, our, our favorite Braga fan of, as well. Thank you for joining us, David. Uh, <laughs> special shout out to Chick with a Stick. Uh, I didn't read the whole thing through, and when I posted the comment, only after that I see sub to our comment to our account. Hey, if you guys want to see that, you're welcome, bro. Be careful, bitch. She's got a stick. And then last but not least, Daniel Baldwin. Thank you for joining us. Um, everybody follow us on, on – sorry, go for it. No, that's follow. a co-worker. Uh, Baldwin is a co-worker of mine. Oh, no wonder he said you're looking good, bro. Shout out to Daniel, bro. Great name. Great name. <laughs> Uh, everybody follow us on Sporting 160 underscore EN on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, Sporting 160 EN. We just made a Facebook page. We're going to start pushing that a bit more, Sporting 160 uh, EN as well. Um, and, yeah, thank you all for joining us as always. And uh, viva Sporting. Viva Sporting Club Portugal.